Hi, this is Dan Aykroyd with Crystal Head Vodka, and I want to promote right now one of the great knowledge, minds, intelligences in the world of beverage consumption. Dan Dunn and what we're drinking, congratulations on the success and breadth of your influence. Well, pour yourself a glass, sit for a spill. It's time to have some fun. Let's do a little thinking, some picking and a drinking. But this is what we're drinking with Dan Dunn. Welcome to the show, everybody. Yes, the first one back after the holiday break. It's 2024, and I am ready. Bring it on, baby. Bring the year on. So glad to be here and, and, and happy that you're here with me, too. Hope you had a wonderful holiday season. I want to start off by saying that this episode, and so many before it, is being sponsored by our friends at Fresh Victor. That's right, Fresh Victor. We love them. Give it up for them. Yeah, yes. I know, lovely. Okay, all right, please stop. Fresh Victor, yeah. It's a uh, line of all-natural, clean-label cocktail mixers that brings the magic of master mixologists into your home. You got a bunch of blends with contemporary flavors designed to suit any palate, even yours, especially yours. All the ingredients are fair trade sourced. Nothing's artificial. Made at a 100% solar-powered juicing plant with absolutely no waste. And right now, that's right, kicking off 2024 with a big deal exclusively for you, dear listeners. All right, all right, all right. Go to FreshVictor.com, fill up your shopping cart, and at checkout, enter promo code FVDAN20. FreshVictorDAN20. FVDAN20. Get 20% off your order. That's right. Now's the time to treat yourself to the very best mixers on the market, and that's Fresh Victor. All right. So we all know about dry January, right? It's the uh, month where people pretend to be saints in anticipation of being sinners for the entire rest of the year. It's a month-long guilt trip about your liver. It's the time of year when people boast about detoxing while secretly crying into their non-alcoholic beers. Seriously, dry January, it wasn't, it hasn't been around that long, but it has grown like a bad rumor. I mean, this thing is spread worldwide. You got people bragging about they're getting better sleep and they got more money in their wallet, all while secretly dreaming about the moment that February 1st arrives, right? But hey, who doesn't love a month of pretending to be better than we are? I do it all the time. Uh, just so you know how it started, dry January was a, is it, well, it is a public health campaign, and it encourages people to, to, to not drink for the month of January. Duh. The idea is you're going to start the new year with a, a period of sobriety, and, and, and that's going to have health benefits, okay? And this concept originated in the UK, actually. That's right. Back in, I think it was uh, 2013, there was a group called Alcohol Change UK. They came up with this campaign, and 
supposedly the their primary goal of dry january is to raise encourage people to think about their drinking habits and how alcohol affects their health their families their relationships also raise the awareness about the risk of excessive alcohol consumption and we all know about this i talk about this on this show stay thirsty my friends and look and they do report a range of health benefits you know you get better sleep you lose weight skin looks better you got more energy it even some people they do a dry january and decide they're going to keep it going and good for them if it's not working for you good for you but you know there's some criticisms too some people argue that it might lead to this unhealthy cycle of where you drink too much and then you abstain, then you drink too much and you abstain instead of promoting, say, a consistently moderate approach, which is what we do here. You can't handle the truth. So I was at a trendy L.A. cocktail joint recently and uh, caught the attention of a uh, curious stranger who was uh, perched on a bar stool near mine. And uh, I was drinking a Coke. And she asked if I was doing a dry January. And before I even had a chance to, you know, laugh at her, (laughs) she just offered to me that she'd done one last year and she found it to be very rewarding. And then she knocked back an old fashioned. I explained to her why I'd ordered the Coke. And it wasn't because I was doing dry January. It was because I find it morally reprehensible that chichi places like the one that we were in charged like 20 bucks for a Cuba Libre. So I chose to register my disapproval by smuggling in some rum from home. (laughs) That's right. I told her, excuse me, I got to go fix this baby up in the men's room. And I went in there and I had my flask and I poured it into my Coke. Yeah, all right, I did it. And things kind of went south with the lady after that or or north or east. Hard to say, really, because she wasn't there when I got back from the bathroom. (laughs) I'm a charmer. Now, I should have seen it coming. You know, the moment she bragged about having done a dry January. Because honestly, if that's not the height of arrogance, I don't know what is. You know these people, right? Oh, look at me. I don't have to stop drinking because I have a problem or anything. I'm just going to because I'm awesome. And I do CrossFit and I carry a moleskin and I have ironic facial hair. And I, I use the Castilian lips when pronouncing Barcelona, even though I'm not even Spanish. Give me a goddamn break. And not from the boozing either, thank you very much. What people who make a big show about doing dry Januaries don't seem to grasp is that even if there was some edict from on high that mandated you absolutely positively had to swear off drinking for a month, January is the single worst month to do it. Think about like all the weight you put on over the holidays. Or on second thought, don't think about it. Go out drinking instead where you'll be surrounded by low-calorie vodka and, and people wearing magically slimming booze goggles. Weight problem solved. January's televised sports calendar alone is reason enough to abstain from abstemiousness. Got the NFL playoffs, the college football national championship, NCA, pro hoops, the PGA Tour comes back, hockey, the Winter X Games. It's a, a cornucopia of premier athletic competition featuring the world's finest athletes performing at peak condition. How the hell are you going to enjoy all that if you're not shit-faced? Oh, behave. And did I mention that January is cold as a motherfucker? It is. You know what warms you up instantly when you're cold as a mofo? Alcohol. Want proof? Look no further than man's best friend, 
for hundreds of years. St. Bernard's have worn those little mini barrels of brandy on their collars for the express purpose of warming snow-stranded travelers in the Alps. No one trains them to do this. They do it out of pure instinct because the canine liquor laws are way more lax in Europe. Now, while statistics aren't readily available on how many people St. Bernard's have actually saved by schlepping brandy around remote mountain ranges in the dead of winter, I think it's safe to say the number's more than zero. And if alcohol saves just one more than zero people from freezing to death, well, I say bravo, alcohol. Bravo. To alcohol, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. Still, if you insist on doing a dry month, I recommend you, you, you choose one that's kind of a waste anyway, like May. May's without a doubt the most worthless page on the calendar. It's not quite summer, but all the stuff that makes spring great's already happened. Snow's melted, trees are in bloom, the street department finally cleared away all the dog shit that was trapped in the snow. April Fool's Day, Easter, your girlfriend forgiving you for that stupid stunt you pulled on April Fool's Day. I mean, Major League Baseball is underway in May, but watching just a single inning of baseball sober is enough to make you realize you shouldn't waste another moment on the sport ever again. Memorial Day falls at the tail end of May, but other than that, that month is devoid of booze-worthy holidays or observances. Well, except for National Lumpy Rug Day. That's May 3rd. But anyone who observes National Lumpy Rug Day has got absolutely no business ever not drinking. And keep in mind that if you do decide to take a time out from getting tipsy, your drinking buddies are bound to start asking questions. No matter how they react, it's almost certainly going to suck. Like if you tell them you decided to lay off the sauce and they respond with something along the lines of, yeah, that's the smartest decision you made in a long time. You certainly aren't going to feel very smart. You'll feel like a bad drunk. If on the other hand, your friends think it's the dumbest idea they've ever heard, you can rest assured that for the duration of your self-imposed absence, they're going to dangle drinking opportunities in front of you like they're bare boobies and you're a stack of dollar bills. Truth is, there's nothing wrong with taking a little break from the sauce every once in a while. Hell, I make my living talking about alcohol. And even I once went nearly three whole weeks without touching a single drop. Now, granted, I was in a medically induced coma at the time, but that's beside the point. Point is, I did it without feeling the need to go around bragging to everyone that I was doing it or feeling. So if you want to go for a dry spell, by all means, do so. Just keep it to yourself. Nobody wants to hear you spout off about your short-lived sobriety. And you don't want them looking at you wishing you were in a coma. He's a big boy. He knows what he said. What'd you say? You're right. Funny how? What? Just, you know, you're, you're funny. <laughs> You mean, so? let me understand this, because I don't, you know, maybe it's me, I'm a little fucked up, maybe. But I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you? I make you laugh? I'm here to fucking amuse you? What do you mean funny? Funny how? How am I funny? I'm not just... You know how you tell the story? What? No, no, I don't know. You said it. How do I know? You said I'm funny. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. Uh, you know, I love the old commercials here. Beer and booze ads. Let me give an example. Like this one, the Colt 45. We love this. Let's, let's check it out. And now, a word from one of our dream sponsors, Colt 45, circa 1986. Billy D. Williams talks about changing times. <laughs> times sure are changing. A girl called me up and asked me for a date. So she's making the dinner reservations. 
It says she's coming to pick me up. Well, at least I can still say to her, how about a nice, cool, smooth Colt 45? Hi. How about a nice, cool, smooth Colt 45? Colt 45. Every time. Trust me, I've seen all of the Colt 45 commercials with Billy D, and it's true. Guy never fails to get some action, especially when he's busting out the beer. All right, so I was looking for some new ones because we, you know, we run a lot of the old ones. So I, I came across, I for, completely had forgotten about this campaign. It's called the Bacardi and Cola campaign from Bacardi, obviously. In the early 2000s, they came up with it. And the conceit is that uh, Bacardi and Cola are two guys modeled after uh, Don Johnson or, you know, uh, and Sonny Crockett and, and whatever the other guy's name was, Tubbs in Miami Vice. So, Bacardi, go figure, is the white guy, <laughs> and Cola is the black guy. It's problematic, the whole campaign, but I found one that I, I thought might be the most problematic of ever, that I, of all of them. They're at a party, and here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run this for you right now. Bacardi, Bacardi guy, Cola, we want a cocktail. Oh, we're watching our carbs. Okay, now first off, there's two hot chicks looking at him. The boobs are hanging out, and they're all pouty. And now Bacardi and Cola are going to give him some advice. Here we go. You should meet his cousin. Yeah, Diet Cola. Uh-huh, Bacardi and Diet Cola. Okay, you should meet his cousin. Then they pan over, and you see the very top of, of a head, and then they pan down and it's a little person a little a little black guy get it he's diet cola he's a he's a short person he's yeah okay <laughs> getting it <laughs> all right now he's he's gonna tell him here we go zero park zero shook. who wants to party who wants to party Recently, oh wait, hold on, for no reason at all. (laughs) Stop there. That's enough. And uh, yeah, he he starts break dancing. (laughs) All right, we got to do one more. Let's try it. Another Bacardi and Cola. A woman comes up and says hi to them, but they're such studs that they don't remember who she is. But here we go. Hey, Bacardi guy, Cola. Oh, hey, uh... Don't you remember my name? Sure we do. Anne. Karen. Aaron. Sarah. Kimberly. Julie. Mindy. Letitia. Pearl. Veronica. Tammy. Yeah, Veronica, you do remember. You guys look hot. (laughs) Yeah. I think we can all agree. Great commercials. They got to bring that back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bring it back. All right. Well, guess what? That's it for today's show. I'm not joking. I'm just getting back into the swing of things. I didn't want to do a big blowout. I wanted to talk a little bit about January, dry January. Don't do it. Stop it. It's embarrassing. And then, uh, yeah. And I wanted to run those commercials for you. But we'll be back next week with more. And we got a bunch of guests coming up. Big ones, funny ones. Maybe not so funny ones. They all have an affinity for adult beverages. Rest assured, 
I invite you to follow me at the imbiber on Instagram. I'm pretty much done with the X, whatever the hell it is. Not really on there anymore, but so at the imbiber on Instagram, the podcast is WWD underscore podcast on Instagram as well. Of course, I want to thank you for being here. You make the show happen. If it weren't for you, there'd be no show. That's right. I appreciate it. And now, to get the year started right, I'm going to leave you with a uh, boost-tinged clip from one of my favorite movies of all time, Team America, World Police. I'm completely lost. I've hit rock bottom. Easy, easy. Whoa, you got to calm down there, Chuck. I hurt people. I'm a dick. Oh, being a dick ain't so bad. See, there's three kinds of people. Dicks, pussies, and assholes. Pussies think everyone can get along, and dicks just want to fuck all the time without thinking it through. But then you got your assholes, Chuck. And all the assholes want us to shit all over everything. So pussies may get mad at dicks once in a while because pussies get fucked by dicks. But dicks also fuck assholes, Chuck. And if they didn't fuck the assholes, you know what you'd get? You get your dick and your pussy all covered in shit. All right, that does it. Get out of here, you drunk lowlife.